I'm so sorry about your dad, Hunter. Your mom mentioned the separation when I saw her last, but I didn't want to press. Oceans of time and all. Hunter looked down at his socks. Separation is just a polite way of saying divorce, I guess. He picked up his head and flashed my mother half a smile. But it is what it is. I wanted to crawl under the floorboards. Hunter, don't you need to get back to school? I said, surreptitiously motioning to the door with my head. No way I was taking the chance of my mother embarrassing him any further, or, God forbid, embarrassing me in front of him. She looked at him, her gaze bright. Well, California's loss is Sleepy Hollow's gain, and I'm sure Rowan is certainly happy you've come home. Oh, man. Don't go there, please. I couldn't believe it. Hunter actually blushed. Yeah, me too. But Rowan's right. I really should get back to class. I eyed them both, not really knowing what to say. Hunter picked up his shoes and headed for the front door. But rather than stand there in awkward silence, or worse yet, have my mother start my inevitable interrogation in front of him, I followed him to the door. The two of us were silent as he slipped on his sneakers. But he shot me a look that told me our conversation was far from over. My mom followed behind, but walked to the credenza to put down her keys. It was nice to see you again, Hunter, and thank you for everything. Please tell your mother to give me a call. I'd love to see her again. Turning on her heel, she made it clear the time for small talk was over, and I needed to get down to the business of telling her what happened. I walked him onto the front porch, but before I could open my mouth to say anything, he handed me his cell phone. Put in your number. I have football practice late, but I'll call you at some point tonight. A little unsure, I punched my number into his phone and handed him mine to do the same. I didn't know what to say as I watched him add his number to my contact list. But I also didn't want to leave things hanging. Hunter, whatever I saw, there's got to be a reasonable explanation. I'll figure it out, I promise. He shrugged, handing me back my phone. I know you will. His voice was guarded, and he glanced past me through the screen door to my mother as she puttered around the kitchen. Looking back, he dropped his gaze to mine. We'd both better get going. With a nod, he started down the stairs and then stopped, glancing back. I trust you, Rowan. His expression was an odd mix of unease and hope. I nodded once, not really sure how to respond. I mean, what could I say? Thanks for trusting I'm not some kind of nutcase? That I'm confident I can figure this out when in reality I'm scared witless and haven't a clue? I watched him pull away and let go of the breath I didn't realize I'd been holding. He's cute, my mother said, fixing herself a cup of tea at the kitchen counter. She didn't look up from steeping her crescent moon-shaped infuser, but a faint smile played on her lips. I stood in the doorway, a little perplexed. Surprised she hadn't jumped on what happened at school the minute Hunter left. My mother was calm about things, except when it came to me and my safety. And considering our background, she was also pretty good with weird. This situation hit home on both counts, and though she hadn't found me comatose or sitting in the corner rocking back and forth, I expected more of a reaction. I guess, I shot back, a little irritated. Walking to the table, I flopped into one of the chairs and toyed with the end of a linen placemat, her steady calm unnerving me a bit. She fiddled with the tea kettle, placing it on the back burner before putting her cup on the table. The sound of her chair scraping against the tile as she sat down 
adding to my tension. So, she asked, spooning sugar into her cup and eyeing me circumspectly. Tears pricked the corners of my eyes, and I almost lost it. I had been holding it together since I left school grounds, not wanting to fall to pieces in front of Hunter any more than I already had. I was angry and scared, and my body flushed with heat at the thought of no longer being in control of my own thoughts or actions. Both my mother and my grandmother always said to let things happen, to let whatever was sent roll over me like a wave. Well, this was no wave. This was a tsunami. I've been having visions. They're bloody and they're violent, and they're terrifying the crap out of me, 